Chris, what last name is shared by a musician in the modern era and an author of A Modest Proposal? Swift. Correct. Pratik, which performer made the Billboard Hot 100 chart with I Am Kinuff? Drake. Uh, sorry, it's Ryan Gosling. Stacy, what is the atomic symbol of silver? AG. That's correct. Roy, the Maastricht Treaty founded which custodial organization? Um, the EU. That's correct. Chris, She's the Man is a teen film adaptation of which Shakespearean play? Uh, Twelfth Night. That's correct. Critique. John Tucker Must Die is a teen film adaptation of which Shakespearean play? Uh, Taming of the Shrew. Uh, that's incorrect. It's The Merry Wives of Windsor. Stacy, Ten Things I Hate About You is a teen film adaptation of which Shakespearean play? That's Taming with the Shrew. Taming of the uh, Shrew, sorry. That's correct. And Roy, Get Over It is a teen film adaptation of which Shakespearean play? Uh, Hamlet. Uh, sorry, it's A Midsummer Night's Dream. Chris, what is the atomic symbol for phosphorus? PH. Sorry, it's just P. Pratik. What river flows along the China-Myanmar border for roughly six miles before hitting the tri-point with Laos? What is the Mekong? It is the Mekong. Stacy, which writer and season one actress of a black lady sketch show stars in the Emmy-winning comedy Abbott Elementary? Viola Davis? Sorry, it's Quinta Brunson. Roy, what is the atomic symbol of lead? PB. That's correct. Chris, Kavi Sharma is the 2023 Girl of the Year for which toy company? Hasbro. It's American Girl. Pratik, what is the atomic symbol of yttrium? What is YT? Uh, sorry, it's just Y. At a point there, sorry. Stacy, it's no longer Constantinople. What is the capital city of Turkey? Oh gosh, I think it's Accra. He was bald. I don't know. Uh, Chris, which band behind songs like A Murder of One and Hard Candy wrote and recorded the song Accidentally in Love for the opening scene of Shrek 2? Um, Bare Naked Ladies? Sorry, Counting Crows. Pratik, which actress from Adelaide and A Simple Favor has been married to Ryan Reynolds since 2012? Uh, who is Blake Lively? Blake Lively is correct. Stacy, which PGA Tour golfer was hospitalized in 1996 after injuring himself with his own putter after he flipped it in the air? Oh my goodness. I don't think I know. Let's, uh, let's go with uh, uh, Palmer. So it's uh, Ben Crenshaw. And Roy, what 1955 poem by Allen Ginsberg was dedicated to Carl Solomon? <laughs> Howl. Howl is correct. And after the, the hot seat round, Chris has 200, Pratik has 200, Stacy has 200, Roy has 300. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia. was the hot seat round. Each player received five questions worth 100 points each. Next, teams will be randomized with their hot seat scores combined and 1,000 points added to each team. Teams will receive up to four sets of three questions. Each team will answer the same questions and wager 100, 200, or 300 points on their confidence. They will gain or lose their wager based on whether they get it right or not. They will also bet those same values on how difficult they think it will be for their opponents. 
If their opponent gets it correct, they lose their wager. But if their opponent gets it wrong, they will win their bet. After four sets of questions, or when a team runs out of points, the first round will end with the team with fewer points being eliminated. At this point, the friends become the enemies. The remaining team will divide whatever points they have left and play again against each other with the same rules. In this round, locking in an answer will trigger a 30 second timer for the other player to register their answer. After four sets of questions, or when a player runs out of points, we will crown this week's Frenemy Champion. Now, let's start the show. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia, where friends quickly become enemies. I'm your host, Brittany, and joining me tonight is my co-host and best frenemy, Tim. Tim, how you doing and what you drinking? Brittany, I am doing... I'm doing okay. I've been kind of sick all week and it's not been fun. It's been kind of traveling around the house. Uh, But other than that, I'm doing good. I'm on the tail end of it. So uh, I am ready for some trivia. Uh... And I am ready to drink. And tonight I am drinking from Marker 48 Brewing in Wikiwachi, Florida, which is apparently a real place. Uh, it is the Hazy River Hazy IPA. I think this is one of the ones that Chris brought me. Uh, we had the Trivial Warfare meetup two weeks ago, and he brought me a custom six pack. So, no, oh, that was nice of him. Good can open. It's pretty good beer. So I am ready to uh, fly the co-pilot seat here and uh, keep score for you. Sounds great. Uh, Well, then let's jump into meeting today's players. You heard them in the hot seat. First, in Garfield, New Jersey, we welcome back Chris Hernandez. Chris, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your greatest frenemy? Hey, uh, hey guys, uh, yes, I'm Chris Hernandez from Garfield, New Jersey. I'm doing pretty well. Thankfully, it's Friday. Today, I am drinking some Delirium Tremens, which is one of my favorite beers. So let's pop this open. Nice. And uh, for my friend of me, um, let's, let's call Pratik my friend of me. Why not? Let's make it interesting. <laughs> I think somebody might have something to say about that, but I love the camaraderie there. And speaking of Pratik, let's go over to Pennsylvania to meet him. Pratik, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? Hey, I'm doing good. Um, I am drinking a homemade either a virgin margarita or a really bad gazpacho. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely more towards the gazpacho when I taste it, but yeah. I don't have a bottle opening sound for you guys, unfortunately, because it came out of a mixer. It's fair. And yeah, Grace Enemy. Um, you know, I'm going to throw it back to Chris. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore all the shaking heads on the call <laughs> and go there. All right. Well, declared frenemies we have between each other. Um, Let's uh, move across the country then to Pasadena, California, where we join Stacy. Stacy, how are you doing? What are you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? Well, I'm doing wonderfully. I'm glad it's Friday as well when we're recording this. Um, what am I drinking? Well, I decided to go over to uh, 
Whole Foods and pick up this Nixie uh, peach black tea sparkling water. So we'll see how it is. And I don't know if it'll record on the, uh, the screen, but we'll see. Yeah, we heard it. Okay. It's a good opener, is I don't think anyone's called me out for being a frenemy today. So, you know, who could who could possibly be my frenemy? I'm not I'm not going to call in Roy to be my frenemy. <laughs> Do you want to call him Pratik? Because I think everyone else would. <laughs> no, I feel like it's bad because he's my teammate. Um, let's let's actually call my I know someone else has called their cat their frenemy, but honestly, I sometimes <laughs> think my cat is my frenemy as well. Uh, Harvey, also known as Harvard, he loves to uh, to uh, throw things off the countertop in the middle of the night and wake me up. So uh, that's a nice uh, friend of me <laughs> to have. You know, when you were gracious enough to let me stay with you, I believe Harvey came and woke me up in the morning. <laughs> I think at this point we can just issue a blanket frenemy declaration from the podcast as a whole to all cats everywhere. Uh, because all cats are frenemies. Uh, it's very true. Can't attest. Uh, but uh, you heard from him in the podcast. You heard, well, you might have heard him shaking his head when everyone else was declaring their frenemies. But down in Crawfordville, Florida, we have Roy. Roy, how are you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? Hi. <laughs> I'm Roy. <laughs> I'm Florida man. Uh, I'm drinking the most interesting thing out of everyone. It's water mm. uh, from a from a Bumpus Cup, which is a restaurant in Tallahassee. Very good. Um, and my greatest frenemy is the revenge I'm about to have on all of you. Your revenge is frenemy, oh, or your frenemy is revenge? Okay. Yes. I mean, it's fickle. I'm good. I'm here for it. Um. Well, I'm just here to remind you that by the end of tonight, your frenemy will probably be me. So uh, as for me, I'll be honest, I'm about a week into my ADD meds being out of stock and just waiting for them to refill my prescription. And uh, focusing is hard, so I thought I would just do my best to not create any additional ways for me not to focus tonight. So I'm drinking a very exciting coconut pineapple bubbly water. And if Ooh, things get too good. Yeah. And if things get too wild and crazy, I have a wild cherry Pepsi to, you know, keep the keep the party alive. That's very refreshing. Uh, but as Stacy alluded to, our teams tonight are going to be Chris and Roy taking on Stacy and Pratik. Chris and Roy, what is your team name tonight going to be? Oh god. Uh <laughs> How about uh, team our wives don't know we're here? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I won't, I won't tell if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Stacy and Pratik? Well, we were kicking around two different names. So Pratik, tell me which one you want to go with. Uh, we were talking about Kriya, like cool Kriya, since we're both kind of baby llamas from you, Brittany. Mm -hmm. 
or uh, me and Stacy in 1989, which is our favorite gif of all time. <laughs> yeah, um, I love that gif so much. <laughs> I like both names. I don't know if I've seen one of those gifs, but I'm definitely leaning towards the cool Korea. So I guess we go with that. Sounds good. All right. I'll put you as Team Cool Kriyas, then. Uh, yeah, Stacy and Pratik are both down my branch line in Learned League, so um, I am Stacy's llama mama and Stacy's llama grandma, so, or, and Pratik's llama grandma. Would, would you say that you're Stacy's mom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the pun start early, I see. Despite many offers, Roy refuses to call me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going so well. So uh, we are going to jump into our first set of three questions going in. Our wives don't know we're here. You're starting with 1500 and cool Kriyas. You're starting with 1400. So your first section, your categories are. I'm no expert, but in business, I play one on TV in people and taking no body, no crime to the extreme in history. Go ahead and send your wagers to Tim. All right, Brittany, both teams have locked in their wagers. Perfect. So your first question is, I'm no expert, but a business question. Ads for what travel chain feature ordinary people doing things like averting nuclear disaster flying a plane, performing surgery, and playing a rock show, among other feats, despite having no training. The ads use the tagline, it won't make you smarter, but you'll feel smarter. Okay, we're locked in. Okay, our wives don't know we're here, have locked in. Cool, Kriyas, you can talk it out. Uh, I okay. believe we have also locked in. I, I, do you want to Do you want to talk it out anyway? I, I suppose we can talk it out. I yeah. was going to say, the only thing where I've seen... Uh, People doing strange things that are just ordinary people would be for Holiday Inn Express. So that was where we were leaning towards. And I think we just wanted to lock that in. Yeah, I think that's a good start. I don't have too much inkling on this. I would have gotten something along those lines for Bajish Hotel chain. So yeah, that's what we're locking in as well. Okay. Locking in with Holiday Inn Express. Uh, our wives don't know we're here. What did you lock in with? We also went with Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> Um, well, the answer is, in fact, Holiday Inn Express. Um, uh, no, I'm not this, but I did stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night. Uh, so our wives don't know we're here. What did you wager on yourselves and your opponents? We wagered 100 on ourselves and 300 on our opponents. Okay. Uh, with the ominous thunder in the background. I know, I don't <laughs> I know. And cool, Kriyas, what did you wager on yourselves and your opponents? We wagered 100 on ourselves and 200 on our opponents. Okay. Then, uh, Tim, what did that do to our scores? Oh, well, we're starting off with that fun little uh, situation where both teams got it correct and both teams lost points. However, our wives don't know we're here are going to lose a little bit more. They lost 200 net points while cool kriyas lost 100 it is now tied at 1300 apiece okay so for question two i play one on tv in people 
which King of Comedy took on a new title starting in 2022 for a limited run series. Unlike Lauren Lake and Judith Scheindlin, who also have held the same title, he doesn't have any relevant credentials, but claims he doesn't need them to resolve feuds, family or otherwise. All right, we're locked in. Okay, our wives don't know we're here. I've locked in. Cool, Kriyas, you can talk this one out. Okay. <clears throat> well, uh, Judith Scheinlin is Judge Judy, so I'm pretty sure we have a judge here. Um, in reading the, the, the uh, question again, I, I think with regards to the clue with regards to family feuds, that I would think maybe it's Steve Harvey. I don't know if there's any other family feud hosts that would also potentially be a judge. Uh yeah, it makes sense. I definitely saw the family feud connection towards the end of the question. Um, I'm a little concerned Steve Harvey's almost a little on the nose, obvious, but I don't have anything else to contribute, so I think we just go with that. Okay, so we'll, we'll lock in with Steve Harvey. Yeah. Okay, locking with Steve Harvey. Our wives don't know we're here. Talk out your thought process, and what did you lock in with? Uh, well, I know the original kings of comedy are Bernie Mac, Cedric the Entertainer, D.L. Hughley, and Steve Harvey. And only one of them has hosted Family Feud, and that's Steve Harvey. Okay, both teams locking in Steve Harvey. Cool, Krias, what did you wager on yourself and your opponents here? Not both of you at once. <laughs> <laughs> we wagered 300 on ourselves and 300 on our opponents. Okay, and Chris, how about y'all? Uh, we wagered 200 on ourselves and 200 on, on our opponents. Well, I think I know what's about to happen to the scores here, which is to say nothing, because both teams are correct. Uh, this was, in fact, Steve Harvey. There is now a miniseries called Judge Steve Harvey, where he uses what he calls common sense to resolve feuds, saying he doesn't need to be, a, you know, it's just a TV title. He's not really a judge. You know, the mustache knows all, so. And as you predicted, you know, Everybody pushed, so nothing changed in our scores. It's still 1300 apiece. Cool. So in question number three, taking nobody, no crime to the extreme, a history question. In 897, in a trial known as Synodus Horrenda, Pope Formosus was accused of heresy by his successor, Pope Stephen VI. While Formosus was brought to sit trial, he was ultimately found guilty by the court and stripped of his papal vestments. What was unique about Formosus that left him unable to speak in his own defense? All right, we're locked in. Okay, our wives don't know we're here, have locked in. Uh, Stacy and Pratik, go ahead and talk this one out. So my, I mean, the obvious line of thought is that he died eventually and like he was posthumously tried. Um, that's one thought process. The only thing I'm concerned about is maybe he was... I don't know, religiously silent. I don't know if that's the thing with popes, but I know in like Buddhist monks sometimes don't speak and so are mute. I suspect maybe there was a possibility of that. Well, you actually, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, I think if he was like truly, I think if he was truly a monk, he probably, he may take a vow of silence, but I think with a pope that they'd have to, they'd have to speak in, in some respects with regards to um, declarations and, and, uh, saying mass and things like that. So I, I, I tend to I tend to, to more favor saying that he was dead by the time they did the trial. Yeah, okay, I, I like that. So I think we're going to lock in he was dead. Okay, locking in he was dead. Uh, Chris, what thought process did y'all have on this one and what'd you lock in with? Uh, we also said 
Uh, he was dead. Um, the only way you get a successor pope is if the previous pope died. On you know, on, except for like right now, but uh, yeah. So yeah, that's what we went with. Okay. Um, and what did you wager on yourself and your opponents here? Uh, we wagered three hundred on ourselves and one hundred on our opponent. And Stacy, what did you wager on yourselves and your opponents? We wagered two hundred, two hundred on ourselves and one hundred on our opponents. Okay. Well, uh, Chris took a little bit of the flavor text there, but yeah, uh, this definitely was he was dead, with rare exception now being one of them. You don't get a successor pope unless the previous pope dies. Uh, but apparently Stephen VI was determined to put Formosus on trial for heresy, so they exhumed his corpse, put him in papal garments, set him up in a throne, and uh, at the end of the trial, took those garments and a few fingers. Um, and uh, then the Catholic Church was like, so that may have been taking it too far. We're not doing that again. So... <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't like England do that with a king too? Like, didn't they try a form a dead king and then behead the dead king? I I think there was a dead king that was beheaded. I don't know if he got a trial. Um, that might be. But yeah. Anyway. So anyway, all that to say, I learned that fascinating fact earlier today. You had a question about it tonight. Uh, Tim, I now have a question for you. What do our scores look like? Well, everybody got everything right in that round. Uh, so we're right back where we started with Our Wives Don't Know We're Here having 1,500 and the Cool Kriyas have 1,400 as we head to Section 2. And your categories for Section 2 are Brittany Shatner Eyes as a Hit, a music, question, a music question, Almost How You Get Skynet, a science question, and Handling It Well, a literature question. Go ahead and lock in those wagers. All right, Brittany, I have everybody's wagers, so let's hear those questions. Thanks, Tim. Question one is Brittany Shatner is a hit, a music question. Name the song that spent five weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in 2006. You can't take it. It's blazing. You watch me in amazement. You can look at it as long as you don't grab it. If you don't go bragging, I might let you have it, you think that I'm teasing, but I ain't got no reason. We're locked in. Cool Kriyas are locked in, so that means our wives don't know we're here. You guys get to talk this one out. We we already locked in as well. <laughs> this is all Roy, so... Yeah, I, I knew this is Beyonce. She's talking about her butt. Uh, so I wasn't 100% sure in the title, but Guapo says it's bootylicious, so... That's what we're going to go with. All right. Locking in Bootylicious. And uh, Cool Kriyas, talk about your thought process and what you locked in with. So, yeah, I think I also picked up on the fact that this was probably Beyonce, you know, after being mocked about not knowing what a Beyonce is for a year. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure on the title. I thought it might be check on it. I'm a little concerned I've got it mixed up with something else. I'm pretty sure it's not Bootylicious. So at the least, we can mock them. Okay, uh, so you're locking in with what title? Check on it. Okay, um, and what did you wager on yourselves and your opponents here? So uh, we wagered 100 on ourselves and 200 on our opponents. Okay, and uh, Chris, what did you wager on yourselves and your opponents here? 
Uh, we wagered 100 on ourselves and 300 on them. Okay. Well, both teams uh, did figure out that it is a Beyonce song and may or may not be for the reason that Shadow <laughs> suggested. Uh, but, you know, I found one that hit number one. It was there for five weeks. How could I not? Uh, but that song is not Bootylicious. It is, in fact, Check On It. Oh, okay. Way Hit to it, go, Petite. Don't stop me. Bootylicious is actually a Destiny's Child song, officially. Uh, but with that, uh, we have our first miss of the game, and that means we have a 700-point swing in the favor of the Cool Kriyas. It is now 1,700 to 1,100. Okay, your second question. Almost how you get Skynet, a science question. Which American molecular biologist and recently elected fellow of the Royal Society is known for her work with natural product biosynthesis, especially in medicinally relevant plants? Her name is also one letter away from a character chronically portrayed by Lena Headey, though more famously portrayed by a different LH. Okay, we're locked in. Okay. Cool Koreas are locked in. Our wives, you can talk this one out. Hmm. What? Uh, I know Lena Headey. I wrote a trivia question about her, and I know she plays Sarah Connor in the TV series. And you remembered that Linda Hamilton is the other LH who played Sarah Connor. And that's as far as we've gotten so far. So we have to figure out how to change Connor into the right answer. So we're kicking around either Bonner or Donner. And I, I have no idea. Okay. Um, let's just go with Donner then. Sure. All right. Locking in with Sarah Donner. Sure. Or just Donner. Just Donner. Just Donner. Okay. And Cool Kriyas, what did you lock in with? Well, we got to the point of having Sarah Connor. We didn't fully read the question again and realized we needed to change the name. So we just locked in with Sarah Connor. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what did you wager on yourself and your opponents here? Well, we wagered 300 on ourselves and 300 on our opponents. Okay. And, uh, Roy, what did you and Chris wager on yourselves and your opponents? We wagered 200 on ourselves and 100 on our opponents. Okay. Well, both teams did get to Sarah Connor. Um... I almost clued this as almost how you get Irish Skynet, uh, but I thought maybe that was going to be too much of a giveaway. Uh, her name is Sarah O'Connor. Oh. So, Sarah O'Connor, and in fact, her Wikipedia article says not to be confused with Sarah Connor <laughs> from Terminator. I was like, I can't imagine having to have that distinction on a Wikipedia page, but uh, yeah, but Roy and Chris were spot on with Lena Headey playing Sarah Connor in the Sarah Connor Chronicles and uh, Linda Hamilton was the other famous LH. Uh, so Tim, both teams missed that one, but what did it do? Uh, not a whole lot of movement on the Cool Kriya side. They're going to uh, push and stick at 1,700 while our wives don't know we're here, lose 100 points, uh, and they fall to 1,000. Okay. Well, question three is handling it well, a literature question. 
Patrick Warburton and Jude Law have both handled the role of a notorious recluse commonly known by what full nom de plume who would much prefer if Beatrice were alive and well? I think we're locked in. Okay, cool. Koreas think they're locked in. Uh, so Give unless... us one second. <laughs> okay, we're good. <laughs> okay, cool. Koreas are definitely locked in. Our wives, you can talk this out. <clears throat> so yeah, we don't know what the Beatrice or the Patrick Warburton and Jude Law references are. Um, so I guess we just need to name some nom de plume. Do you have any ideas, Roy? Sorry, of, of recluses, uh, that are male, I can't really think of anything. Because I think J.D. Salinger is his real name. Mm -hmm. Thomas Pynchon is his real name. Alright, what's the category? It says handling it well. So they're handle, so they're nom de plume, maybe. Oh. Yeah, I have no idea. Jude Law. Who's Jude? Jude Law's played Dumbledore. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> He's played Dr. Watson in, Sher in the Sherlock Holmes movies. He played the young Pope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. I... I think we could just throw JD Salinger out there. I don't I don't really know. Sure. Uh, I don't have anything else. All right. JD Salinger then. Okay, locking in with JD Salinger. Um and what'd you wager on yourself and your opponents here? We wagered 300 on ourselves and 200 on our opponents. Okay. And cool Kriyas, uh talk out your thought process and what you locked in with. So, I think Roy talked out my thought process for me because I had the exact same reasoning and everything. I My first thought was J.D. Salinger. My next thought was Thomas Pynchon. And I, I thought maybe it's to do with movies and I went down what Jude Law been in. And obviously the first thing that came to mind was Albert Dumbledore because, yeah, that's why that's what you think of him as. But I thought maybe, and after reading the question, I thought maybe Nam de Plume to do with like a fictional person like Lemony Snicket. And I thought Jude Law was in Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events, I think it was called. So that's what we locked in. I do not know how close or far we are in the direction of being right. You locked in... Lemony Snicket. Lemony Snicket. And what'd you wager on yourself and your opponents here? We wagered 200 on ourselves and 100 on our opponents. Okay. So I am going to bring attention to the category name one more time, because Chris, when you read it, you, you missed a couple of letters. It's handling it well, not handling it well. Oh. Uh, Daniel Handler is the real life name of the author who goes by Lemony Snicket. Oh. I so this is in fact I, Lemony Snicket. It wouldn't have helped me anyway. Nope. <laughs> that wouldn't have helped, but that helps to know that we were right in the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fair enough there. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter how you're right as long as there are points involved. I don't know. Tim, I'm suffering for segues. No, uh, we're going to leave section two with another 800 point swing. Uh, our wives don't know we're here are going to lose 500 points here while the cool Kriyas will pick up 300. We enter section three with a score of the cool Kriyas with 2,000. And our wives don't know we're here with just 500 points. Well, anything can still happen as we approach section three with the following categories. 
a mushy question in science, someone somewhere simultaneously in film, and Queen and Everdeen better watch out in sports. Go ahead and lock in those wagers. All right, Brittany, both teams are locked in for uh, section three, so take it away. Thank you. Your first question in section three, a mushy question in science. The original Iditarod run before it was a sport was run between Anchorage and Nome, Alaska. The dog sled involved was carrying medicine to treat what sickness? Okay, we're locked then. Okay, our wives are locked in. Cool Kriyas, you can talk this out. Oh, okay, great. Um, what do you... What? Yeah, I was thinking like, I feel like the Iditarod would have been along the same lines of Oh, the you know the Oregon Oregon Trail the boat game and the diseases that they had and that I feel like something of that sort. I could be completely off. Uh, my other reasoning along that is I mean, based on the location we have in Anchorage and Nome. I suspect suspect it might be to do with the Yukon Gold Rush because it was around that time in that area. Some kind of minor disease, perhaps. Yeah, I was going to say I was I was thinking the the uh, Iditarod had to be at least a hundred years old mm-hmm. and probably mm-hmm. closer to one hundred and twenty. I think it was probably right around like the end of the eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. I may be completely off on that, but it's generally what I'm thinking. And so there, I was thinking maybe you know some old what I would call an old timey disease <laughs> that still Sorry, is think... around now, but is old timey then. So I was either thinking maybe. I was thinking tuberculosis, but I am like, but it wouldn't be medicine to treat tuberculosis because there's a, there's not yeah. really medicine to treat tuberculosis. <laughs> I was thinking like <laughs> diarrhea or something along those lines, but, and I guess now that you say it, I'm, I you guess maybe sound like gold rush probably makes more sense. I don't know what would be like minor diseases, like bad lung disease or something that would have cures. Well, if you're thinking about like more of a, uh, in, Digestive disease it would probably be dysentery. Dysentery. Um, that's not a bad uh, guess. I I'd be typhoid, I suppose. Typh- typhoid would not have a cure back then, the 150 years ago. True. True. I don't know. I still want to say something more lung-related than digestive-related. You know, because of the mining, like wheezing cough was... or something. Would that be at least technically? Whooping cough. The I only guess. wheezing, whooping cough. I guess. Would there be a lot of babies, though? That tends to be where whooping cough um, comes in, mm. if I remember correctly from... It's actually on another leader. Like, I feel like... I feel like we have context in that it's gonna be more... It's more likely to be a lung disease or a respiratory disease than it is to a digestive disease. I, I like, this isn't really a good guess, and that's why I kind of said di- diarrhea, but more I think about it. What about something where it was, like, treated with... Well, antibiotics wasn't weren't around then either, so I guess that's that's uh, a little too. too mm. What, old what for do you that. think? Like, hmm. what diseases would have like medicine? If you wanted to go like whooping cough, would that have medicine still 150 years ago? I don't know if that's even a guess. Those are all. It's all viral diseases that I can think of. Mm. Um, the only other thing I was thinking about is scarlet fever because I know that they've been writing about that from even the time of little women um in alaska but in alaska i was thinking yeah. I, I would go with maybe honestly i the first thing that came to mind was was tuberculosis okay not that there's really great stuff the mm. other thing that came to mind was malaria but immediately came out of I've, my mind with yeah. it being alaska 
and not, I would definitely not, not really getting there. Yeah. <laughs> mm, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine going TB. Okay. I we'll feel like that's also more a developing country to lead in, the, in Alaska, but we'll go with that. So we're locking in tuberculosis. Okay, locking in tuberculosis. And what'd you wager on yourself and your opponents here? We wager 300 on both. Okay. And our wives don't know we're here. Uh, talk out your thought process on what you locked in with. Uh, we just totally guessed with typhoid on this. And... Um... Locked in to try to put pressure on. <laughs> okay. Uh, so locking in with typhoid. And what would you wager on yourself and your opponents here? We wagered 300 on ourselves and 200 on our opponents. Okay. Well, both teams are incorrect. Um, so the original Iditarod was actually run in 1925. Um, so it's a little bit newer than I think Stacy and uh, Pratik were thinking. Uh, also featured in the movie Balto, so I thought maybe this was slightly more well-known than it was. Uh, but there was a big diphtheria outbreak in, uh, in Nome in 1925, and so the sled dogs ran the medicine from Anchorage up to gnome and if you remember in balto there was the little tiny red-headed girl that was just like coughing and stuff uh diphtheria is characterized by high fever uh really bad barking coughs and stuff like that so uh diphtheria was your answer uh neither team got that one right but both teams kind of wagered big on that tim how'd that go uh so the big takeaway here is that our wives survived because Cool Kriyas missed it. If uh, Cool Kriyas had gotten it correct, we would have been at the end of the first half. Uh, but our wives do lose 100 points while Cool Kriyas push. It's 2,000 to 400. Well, uh, much like the Bee Gees, y'all are staying alive. So uh, your next question is someone somewhere simultaneously in film. What are the surnames of the pair of directors known collectively as the Daniels? <laughs> I feel like I should be concerned. <laughs> I mean, it's Chris and Roy in a DM chat. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> All right, we're going to lock, I guess. Okay. Uh, they're locked. Cool, Chris, you can talk it out. Oh, um, okay. So the only thought I had when we saw the clue for the the punny clue for this question was that maybe it's everywhere, everything, all at once. The the movie that just came out, and I have no idea who the director is. We were we were listing off all of the actors, but I'm thinking that one of those Daniels at least has to be the director. But critique. You yeah, can take I it mean, from here. <laughs> so I, I, I know K. Hai Kwan was in it. We talked about short round. Uh, I think one of the directors was Carl Kwan. I don't really know if he was Daniel Kwan is my concern. Um, that's about as good as we got because we talked about Daniel Day-Lewis. I certainly don't think he directed uh, everything everywhere all, all at once. Um, I also thought of Daniel Brewer, who A, I don't know the director, and B, doubt he directed everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Um, well, I guess technically they don't have to be both from there, but uh, but mm -hmm. at least one of them has to be, I think, based on the clue. Okay, that's fair. I mean, she, she did say 
pair of directors known as Daniel. So I suspect like the Coen brothers where they kind of work together and yeah. we don't really have a lot else to go on though. So. <laughs> it's very true. So I think what do we what did we want to say? Just Quan and and then we'll just throw in Daniel Day Lewis. Um, sure. I almost wanted to say Quan. Or do you or do you want or, or do you want to say your your guy who I cannot remember yeah. his name now? <laughs> but Daniel Bruel, as I said, I, he was he's not okay. a director as much as I know. Maybe he is a director, and I'm wrong. But I've only seen him in like these indie films where he plays these very different types of roles from what you'd think in Everything Everywhere. So. I okay. think Dale Lewis is a better guess. I don't. I'm almost certain he's wrong, and I don't even think Quan's right for what it's worth. So. Yeah. Well, we'll just we'll just throw in Quan and and Dale Lewis to kind of mm-hmm. put us out of our misery here. Okay. So locking in with Quan and Dale Lewis. Our wives. What did you What did you come up with? Uh, we just threw up a lucky uh, Smith and Wong. Hope <laughs> hope that went well. So okay. I know what they look like. I remember seeing the Oscars. There's like a taller white guy with glasses, uh, like almost bald head, and then a shorter Asian man. That's as far as I knew. And they were both named Daniel. Okay. So <laughs> throwing out the lucky Smith and Wong. Um, what'd you throw out here for your lucky wagers? Uh, we wagered 200 on ourselves and 300 on our opponents. And Stacy, what did Cool Kriya's wager for themselves and the others? We wager two two hundred on ourselves and two hundred on our opponents. Okay. Uh well, Daniel Kwan is one of the Daniels. The other one is not Daniel Tay Lewis, and it's not Daniel Smith, and it's not Daniel Wong. Uh these are the directors of Everything Everywhere All at Once. They also directed the music video for Turn Down for What? If you've seen that music video, um, they are Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Mm. For the record, Daniel Brule was also in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Captain America uh, Civil War. He was Baron Zemo. Oh, okay. I shall take back my indie movies guy. Uh. So, um... Once again, both teams missed it. Uh, are we still staying alive, Tim? Uh, we are. In fact, our wives uh, don't know we're here. Gained a little bit of breathing room, getting their 100 points back from the last question. It's now 2,000 to 500. Okay. Well, then, question three of the section. Queen and Everdeen better watch out in sports. Nategazos of Turkey and Ansan of South Korea are the most recent Olympic gold medalists in the individual category for which single elimination event. The current program for the event has happened in each summer game since 72, coincidentally. All right, we're locked in. Okay, our wives are locked in. Cool Korea's talk this one out. Okay. Um, so, Stacey, I, I, I mean, I think we're fairly short of the ballpark. And then when we saw something in Aberdeen, we figured it's going to be around archery. Uh, unfortunately, yes. I don't know enough about archery to know how specific we need to be. Do you yeah, I was gonna have say, anything? Yeah, I was going to say, maybe we can say archery, and if we do need to be more specific, what do you want to go with there, Shadow, for if we need to be more specific than archery? So I was like, I think I know recurve events are in archery. I think longbow archery is a thing. I do okay. not know if either of them are at the Olympics. 
and I do not know if either of them are types of archery, or types of bowl, or types of people who shoot archery from bowls. Um, yeah, I don't know on that bit. Uh, being, mechanically speaking, if we lock an archery, would we get prompted? Well, I think we get. I think I've heard before on a previous episode where someone put in archery. If you need more, like if you need more information, it would be whatever longbow archery. So okay, we're gonna lock in archery. If you need more information, Rico. Let, are you fine with that, Stacey? Yep, that's fine. Okay. And uh, so locking in with archery, but if I need something more specific, recurve archery. I think that's a word that I didn't just make up. Okay. I mean, all words are made up, Shadow. I hope not. <laughs> I mean. But, okay, we'll go with that as your lock-in. Uh, our wives don't know we're here. What was your thought process of what you lock in with? We saw Everdeen. We said archery. <laughs> Nothing if I needed more specificity. That's pretty much it. Cool. Uh, well, I didn't need more specificity because the Olympics don't need more specificity. Uh, it's just the individual event of archery. So, uh, our wives, what'd you wager on yourself and your opponents here? Uh, 100 both ways on ourselves and on them. And cool, Kriyas? What'd you wager? Maybe a shock, but we also wagered 100 on both of us. Both of us. Can't believe neither of y'all went hard in the paint for the sports. Because Hard in the Paint is a sports reference. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, Queen and Everdeen, both famous fictional ar archers. Oliver Queen being the Green Arrow. Katniss Everdeen being Katniss Everdeen. Uh, both teams said archery. Both teams got it right. Both teams pushed their points. But this has been a crazy round. So, Tim, how are we starting out round four? We leave round three uh, at 2,000 for the Cool Kriyas. Our wives don't know we're here still holding on with 500 points entering the final section well your categories for that final section are an unfinished triple threat in people some elementary spelling in science and not just a fake out in language go ahead and lock in your wagers Brittany. both teams are locked and loaded for the final section excellent so your first question, in an unfinished triple threat in People, which actress who got her start in Bollywood was awarded the Padma Shri Civilian Award in Arts in 2016, a year after she became the first South Asian performer to headline an American network drama series? Three years after winning the award, she would appear as herself in the Jonas Brothers music video, Sucker. We're locked in. Okay, cool Kriyas are locked in, so our wives, you may talk this out. All right, Ray, this is you, so. Yeah, I just, obviously, Suckers, Jonas Brothers, and Nick Jonas is married to, you said Priyanka Chopra. I knew her last name was Chopra. That's that's all I had. So we are going with Chopra. Okay. Um, And what'd you wager on yourself and your opponents here? We wagered 100 on ourselves and 300 on our opponents. And, um... Cool, Kriyas, what'd you come up with and what was your thought process? Um, so yeah, when we saw it, I know Priyanka Chopra won the Padma Shri around that time. I know she's married to Nick Jonas. I know she headlined Quantico, which I believe would make her the first South Asian to headline an American Network drama series, which was also around that time. 
So yeah, we locked in Priyanka Chopra. We're fairly confident in that. And what'd you wager on yourself and your opponents here? Uh, uh, we wagered 100 on ourselves and 100 on our opponents. Okay. Well, uh, both teams are picking that one up, and Shadow took all of the flavor text, uh, or Pratik took all of the flavor text. But yeah, Priyanka Chopra, uh, now also known as Priyanka Chopra Jonas, um, was herself in Sucker because all the Jonas Brothers' wives were in the music video for Sucker in 2019, and 2015 was the premiere of Quantico. And so, yeah. And uh, with the clue there, her memoir that uh, was on the bestsellers list is Unfinished, is the name of it. So it was Priyanka Chopra. And Tim, what did that do to our scores? Uh, cool Creo's push again. Uh, they're sticking at 200. Our wives don't know we're here are going to lose 200 points here. They're down to their final 300. And I hope that the Cool Creas can get it get appreciation from the chuckle i got as pratik tried to blind guess that the first question was going to be about the roman triumvirate priyanka chopra question i'm going nothing could be further th- from the truth i mean i feel like the jonas brothers could have been man do i wish it was about the roman triumvirate <laughs> yeah I, I i do feel like uh the jonas brothers wives uh could be a roman triumvirate in the right time setting uh but yeah so uh quick correction i think you do mean that the cool Korea still have 2000 points rather than 200 but uh no 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 he had a right otherwise we're about to have a very different game <laughs> Uh, but we'll go into our next question, which is some elementary spelling or science question. Of the elements whose names begin with a different letter than their atomic symbols, which one comes first alphabetically by element name, not symbol? Okay, we're locked. Okay, our wives are locked in. Cool, Kriyas. Talk it out. Uh, talk it out? Okay, talk it out. Um, Verbally, if you please. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, so, I mean, I guess... We first thought, let's name, well, I first thought, let's name an element that has a different symbol and try and beat it. So I first said Mercury, Stacy said 10, and then I think we both settled on Astatine. Is that right, Stacy? Yep, that's what that's what we kind of settled on. Okay, so, locking in. Are you locking that in? We're locking in Astatine. Okay, locking in Astatine. And our wives don't know we're here. Talk about your thought process and what you locked in with. Uh, we, we just went with antimony, because this comes up a lot. Okay, and what'd you wager on yourself and your opponents here? We did uh, 300 on ourselves and 200 on our opponents. And cool, Kriyas, how about your wagers for yourself and your opponents? We wagered 300 on ourselves and 200 on our opponents. Okay. Well, one team did get this correct. But it wasn't cool Kriyas because it was, in fact, antimony or antimony, um, which has the symbol uh, SB. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's antimony or antimony. So, uh, Tim, I think we had a little bit of a shake up there. We have entered a really interesting situation as we enter the final question. Uh, our wives don't know we're here have come back from the brink. They're still down. It's 1,500 to 1,800. But there is a maximum possible swing of 800 points here, which mm-hmm. means 
that our wives don't know we're here can still win on this final question. And what was that score again? 1,500 to 1,800 in favor of the cool Kriyas. Okay, you keep saying 1,800. 1,500 to 800 in favor of the cool Kriyas. There it is. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Yes, thanks, Tim. <laughs> uh, so your final question of the round. And in a move that's somewhat shocking at this point, it is still anyone's game. Uh, so your final question is not just a fake out in language. What musical device gets its name from both its original shape and a gullah word meaning body? The gullah word is also a, the source of a series of joints and bars that catered to Black Americans, especially when Jim Crow laws prohibited them from entering white-owned establishments. The device also gives its name to a genre of theater that includes Jersey Boys and Jagged Little Pill and MJ, among others. Okay, we're locked in. Okay, uh, our wives are locked in. Uh, Stacy and Bertique, you can talk this one out. So I, so I think we're both going her. anything. I'm trying to think yeah. of. I'm, I'm trying to go from uh, the the uh, thinking about the genre of theater. Um, thinking that that might be another a better in. Mm. So I'm I'm thinking about let's see, let's see well, so, body. Um, yeah. Think about honky tonk, but I don't think that's necessarily a a, the, a genre of theater. Um. um Series of joints and bars. What's the category? Is um, fake out. How would that help? Will that help you at all? I'm trying to. I'm. I'm. I'm actually just sing, sitting here thinking in terms of. I'm trying to think of faux. What are some other? Uh, some well, other. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm. Words for fake. You mean faux as an F A U X, right? Um. Yes. It took a second to process. Um. I, I don't know. I'm I'm not focusing on that part as much. I guess maybe we should focus on that as well. I mean, he said fake out, uh, but I am thinking Pretty more... Gertie. I'm trying to think of any musical device at this point. Oh. Gin joint? I know gin joint, but I don't gin think joint. that's necessarily a, a genre well, of I mean, theater. I am thinking more of like... Am I right in saying Gala is African-American? Or it's yeah. in, along the line of... Yeah. I would um, think so. So in terms of musical, I don't got much. I was thinking like, I don't know. I, I, I'm just trying to think, is that a type of, is that a genre of theater? Because that's not something I know anything about. Well, this would be like, a, it's, it's definitely, these are musicals that are based on people. Because Jersey Boys is based on um, Frankie Valley and Four Seasons, and Jagged mm -hmm. Little Pill, I imagine, is a musical that's based on Alanis Morissette. MJ, I imagine, is a Michael Jackson. Um, mm -hmm, probably. So, so like, but I don't know if there's like a biopic version of I, of a genre of musical theater that we could kind of get to. I mean, this question really does kind of mash all of my weak points in, like, theater and music, <laughs> and I see we are running out of time, so I don't, do you want to just throw a guess from there? Um, I, I don't think I'm getting to it. I am going to go ahead and prompt you for 20 more seconds. No worries. I, given that it has a shape, mm -hmm. uh, let's just go with Hurdy Gurdy. Okay, I like the name. Good luck in Hurdy Gurdy. <laughs> 
I also like the name Hurdy Gurdy. So you're locking in Hurdy Gurdy. What'd you wager on yourself and your opponents here? We wagered 200 on ourselves and 300 on our opponents. Okay. And our wives don't know we're here. Talk out your thought process and what answer you locked in with. Uh, so Jersey Boys, Jagged Little Pill, and MJ, those are called jukebox musicals. So we said jukebox. Okay, and what'd you wager on yourself and your opponents here? We wagered uh, 200 on ourselves and 100 on our opponents. Okay. Well, don't call it a comeback, but uh, jukebox is correct. Uh, juke uh and juke joint is the origin of the term and jukebox was the name of like the victrola kind of thing and now it was originally a box shape now it's of course usually more domed uh but roy was absolutely correct and those are all jukebox musicals i did not think about the fact that they were also all biographical musicals so uh sorry for the misdirect there but uh in a way uh, it's not just a fake out, uh, which I did verify with my sports guy. Uh, juking or to juke is to faint <laughs> in sports. Oh, um, <laughs> so all of that to say jukebox is correct. Um, and Tim, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that just swapped the scores around. Brittany, you are not mistaken. With a last second surge of four straight correct answers and some great wagering, our wives don't know we're here have taken the lead at the end of round four at with 1,100 to 1,000. I think that is our closest team score after the first round of play, making it through all 12 questions. But that does mean that team, our wives don't know we're here are in fact our winners uh cool kriyas you are more than welcome to stick around and serve as a commentating gallery um and just kind of generally to complain about how quickly you knew the questions in the second half versus the first half um are you both going to stick around sure sure i think we will awesome well in that case we'll be Coming back after these short messages to start off round two with Team Our Wives Don't Know We're Here. Hey, trivia lovers. Want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered. Streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative. Interactive. Intoxicating. Is this a common phrase in your house? Do you ever say this to your kids? You like some with that wine? At the end of the day, do you find yourself thinking? Is then we have the music you need. Sanity is Waning, the debut EP from the Dad Bods. Coming August 29th to a streaming platform near you. Find us on Facebook or visit us at dadbodsmusic.bandcamp.com for more information. 
and welcome back. As a reminder, round two functions like round one, except for when one player locks their answer in, the other player has only 30 seconds to lock in their answer or just use it to talk about whatever they want and lock in an answer at the last second. You do you, you just get 30 seconds to do it. Uh, so going into round two, we do have Chris versus Roy. Uh, we've split their points and rounded them up to a thousand. So both players will start off with a thousand points as we go into our first section. And your categories are a veritable Cavendish commune in fashion, sounds miserable in theater, and all of this just to wipe butts in art. Go ahead and send him your wagers. And while they're doing that, I'm going to open up a rare second beer. Uh, tonight, I am going to open up a local brewery. It's Dirtbag Ales, the IPA. It's just their flagship IPA. There's a beer with your name on it, Tim. Stacy, Pratik, what do you think about these? What do you think about these categories? Yeah, I think they're interesting categories. Uh, obviously, you don't want to give away too much while they're still locking in wages, I think. But I think this should play fairly challenging. Um, not really a reflection of how stupid our opponents are, but you know. <laughs> I now see why Chris called you his frenemy at the top of the show. <laughs> we, we'll we'll talk the first syllable of that now. <laughs> Just remember, I'm the nice one. <laughs> And Brittany, let's get section one started. Both players have their wagers locked in. Perfect. Thanks, Tim. Your question in a veritable Cavendish commune in fashion. Which fashion retailer takes its name from the O. Henry novel Cabbages and Kings, which itself takes its name from the poem The Walrus and the Carpenter by Lewis Carroll, a British author and mathematician that didn't mind the gap? I'm locked in. Okay, Roy is locked in. Chris, you have 30 seconds. Yeah, I was just about to lock in. I'm going to lock it with Banana Republic. Okay. Uh, Chris locking in with Banana Republic. Roy, uh, what was your thought process and what would you lock in with? Uh, I saw the category had Cavendish. Cavendish is a type of banana, so I said Banana Republic as well. Okay, both teams locking in with Banana Republic. Roy, what would you wager on yourself and Chris here? Uh, I have no fashion sense, so I wagered 100 on myself and 200 against Chris. And Chris, your wagers? I wager 200 on myself and 300 on Roy. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, a veritable Cavendish commune is almost like a banana republic, because uh, commune is kind of another word for republic. But uh. It's a gathering of people. <laughs> is it not? Anyway, yeah, no, that was mainly just so I can make a British author who doesn't mind the gap. Uh, joke because Banana Republic is part of the gap. Um, yeah. Anyway, both both we players know. got that right, Tim. But uh, both players did some wagering thingies. So what did you do with their scores? Yeah, both players are going to lose a hundred points on their wagers there. So uh, both players are going to question two with nine hundred apiece. Okay, and your question two and sounds miserable. A theater question. Monsieur and Madame Thenardier were the original masters of the house for which perpetual ward who dreamed a dream of a castle on a cloud. Locked in. Uh, Chris is locked in. Roy, you have 30 seconds. Okay. So I figured this was about Les Mis. Monsieur and Madame Thenardier were the original masters of the house of which perpetual ward that would have to 
be the mother of Cosette, who is Fantine. So I'm locking in Fantine. Okay, locking in Fantine. Uh, Chris, what did you lock in with? Uh, I realize I, where I messed up now. I locked in with Colette. Okay, locking in with Colette. Uh, Stacy or Pratik, did this strike either of your fancy? Uh, for me, no, it did not. I did pick up it would be a lame milk question, and that's when I spaced out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your honesty is so refreshing. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was written so that I could shove several lame songs into a question. Um, but before I reveal the answers, Chris, what did you wager on yourself and Roy? Uh, I wagered 300 on myself and 200 on Roy. And Roy, how about you? I wagered 300 on myself and 300 on Chris. Okay. Well, neither of you got this correct. Uh, Colette is not her name. I right. can't give you credit Cosette, for that. Yeah. Um, Cosette is the ward. Fontaine was indeed her mother, but Cosette was the ward because she w lived with the Thenardiers until uh, Jean Valjean went and got her and paid off her debt. So... And they sang the song Master of the House. Fontaine did sing Dream, uh, I Dreamed a Dream, but Cosette's first song was called uh, Castle on a Cloud. So yeah, uh, both teams got that one wrong, but we're very, very close. So sounds miserable. But Tim, how do our scores sound? Uh, the only one that affected was Chris, who's going to lose 100 points. Roy pushes. It's now 900 to 800 in favor of Roy. Okay, and Q3 is all of this just to wipe butts and art. Sometimes writing a question isn't the easiest thing to do. There's a lot of steps involved. First, you need to get the information right. There's no room for errors if you're going to be doing it properly. Verify your research. Proper phrasing is absolutely key. Everyone likes a well-crafted question, but don't make it too wordy or overcomplicated. It gets hard to follow along. Speaking of overcomplicated, what cartoonist renowned for their absurdist machinations to accomplish simple things was born on July 4th, 1883? Locked in. Chris is locked in. Roy, you got 30 seconds. Yeah, uh, I was about to lock in. Uh, when you think of cartoonist and absurd machinations, I think that's Rube Goldberg. So that is my answer. Rube Goldberg. Okay. And uh, what was your wager on yourself and Chris? I wagered 200 on myself and 100 against Chris. And Chris, what did you lock in with very instantaneously, and what were your wagers? I also went with Rube Goldberg for exactly the same reasons. I wagered 100 on myself and 100 on Roy. Uh, Stacy and Pratik, did you know this one? Yep. <laughs> That's another one that I knew. <laughs> <laughs> How, how are you going to around that you're not involved in anymore and you just happen to know a lot of the answers? I was going to say, I did not have it. I was uh, struggling to recall, but by then, both of our contestants were in, so. Fair. Uh, well, before I reveal the answer, uh, I will go ahead and say thank you to Aaron Mayers, who I believe wrote this question for me years ago, but I haven't pulled it out in a while. So, uh, but I did this time. This was, in fact, Rube Goldberg, and the clue has to do with the fact the first of the infamous machines was illustrated in a cartoon entitled Professor Butts in the Self-Operating Napkin. So, all of this just to wipe butts. And that means due to some uh, some key wagering, uh, Roy broke even in that round. He'll, he'll head to section two with 1,000. 
Chris, however, did lose 200 points throughout that section, uh, but pushed in that final question. Uh, he has 800. And your categories for section two are, I assure you he does in television, the pirate who does do anything in music, and just give it a try in math. I'm just happy I'm not around for a math question. That's all. <laughs> I, I, am, I am disappointed I'm not around for a math question, but you know, seeing the previous question, letting him fine. I don't think Jay wrote this one. No. All right, Brittany, take it away. I've got the wagers. I shall take it away with I assure you he does in television. On the show Sesame Street, what is the full name including title of the vampire Muppet currently voiced by Matt Vogel? Locked in. I'm locked. Okay. Okay, Chris locked in first, so Roy, let's go ahead and get your answer. I've never watched Sesame Street in my life. Uh but I know it's the Count, but you needed his full name, so I just said his name is Count the Numbers. And that's what I want to do. Okay, and what'd you wager on yourself and Chris? Uh, I wagered 100 on myself wisely and 100 against Chris. Okay. And Chris, what did you come up with and what'd you wager? Um, I just took a wild guess with Vladimir the Count because I did not know his real name. Um, and I wagered 300 on myself and 300 on Roy. Okay. Uh, and before I reveal it, Stacy or Pratik, did you know this? I thought this was an absolute gimme when you said Vampire Muppet. And I thought Count One Count was the Vampire Muppet. But would they have got it for just saying Count? Uh, they would not have gotten it for just saying Count, because I did ask for the full name, including title. But uh, Pratik did know this one. It is Count Von Count. Uh, that is his name. So Count the Numbers was not actually that far off. I kind of um, wish Count the Numbers was the right one, though. It's better. Yes. And uh, the clue category comes from a meme that I love, which is like, well, if you're not Team Edward, what vampire are you a team of? Then I'm Team Count from Sesame Street. Well, he doesn't count. I assure you, he does. <laughs> so, um, and also, if you're looking for a fun web video, the uh, Count Censored. I've seen that one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where they just bleep out every time he says the word count. So I just want to know, is count the numbers related to uh, History of the World Part 1's Count de Monet? Count de Money, yeah, of course. (laughs) Uh, It's de Monet. Um, It's a good thing that I didn't write this because my clue category would have just been redundant and unnecessarily repetitive. Uh, (laughs) But stop me if you've heard this before. Everybody pushes. We're still at 1,000 to 800 in favor of Roy. Okay. Well, then we're going to go on to the pirate who does do anything in music. What singer of Therefore I Am, No Time to Die, and What Was I Made For was born with the surname O'Connell? I'm locked in. Uh, Roy is locked in. Chris, you can talk this out. (sighs) I believe this is Billie Eilish. So that's what I'm going to lock in with. Okay. Locking in with Billie Eilish. What'd you wager on yourself and Roy? I wagered 200 on myself and 200 on Roy. Okay. And Roy, what did you lock in with? I locked in with Billie Eilish as well. Uh, I know I know her last name's O'Connell because her brother is Phineas O'Connell. And she sang the theme song to No Time to Die from the James Bond series. So that's what I went with. 
Okay. And what'd you wager on yourself and Chris here? I wagered 200 on myself and 300 on Chris. Okay. Well, both teams are correct. And her uh, full name is actually Billie Eilish Pirate Baird O'Connell. So uh, this is, in fact, Billie Eilish. And with that, Roy does lose 100 points. So the gap is just a little bit closer. Uh, Chris now only trails 800 to 900. And your third question is just give it a try in math. In an isosceles triangle with side lengths of 10, 13, 13, what is the area of the triangle? Pratik, are you still sad that you didn't get to do this one? I know. I think could tell you how fast I was in on that. <laughs> oh, I, I know I'm wrong. This is when I get really cocky and, it's, you know, it ends up being like 500 million 79. <laughs> All right, I'm locked in. Okay, Chris is locked in. Roy, you have 30 seconds. I, I think I got it. Um, so if it's isosceles, that means two are the same, which are obviously the 13. So the base has to be 10. Uh, and to find the area of a triangle is one half base times height. So you cut 10 in half, that gives you the half. So it's five times the height. And in a right triangle, it's a 5, 12, 13. So it would be one half times, f times, f no. <laughs> It'd be five times 12, because that's, the base is 60. Okay, locking in with 60. Chris, what'd you come up with? I just put 36, because I added them all together. I very barely passed geometry, so... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and what'd you wager on yourself and Roy here? Uh, 100 and 100. And uh, Roy, what'd you wager on yourself and Chris here? Uh, I did 300 on myself and 200 against Chris. And Pratik, you facepalmed when Roy gave his answer. Was <laughs> that was... because he got it or because he missed it? Well, I I want to say he missed it because I'm almost certain it's just half base into height. You don't try and right triangle it. But, but how do you know the height? The height is... 12. The height is 12. So you're right, I'm wrong, and this is why I'm not <laughs> playing. As I said, so happy. Uh, yeah, Roy, you had the math exactly right on that. Uh, it's with the isosceles triangle. Your sides are obviously 13, and your base is 10. Your formula for area of a triangle is one half base times height, so half the base would be 5. And if you know your Pythagorean triples, you know it's a 5, 12, 13. So 5 times 12 is, in fact, 60. And, Tim, any further commentary is unnecessary beyond the scores. Whatever do you mean, Brittany? <laughs> Look. Uh-huh. Don't write... Don't, don't drink and write geometry questions. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, so that led to a 700-point swing in Roy's favor. It is now 1,400 to 600 as we enter the third section of the second half. All right, and your categories for your third section are progress or uno reverse in business. What the hell, Pat Monahan in history, and he's pretty okay in politics. Go ahead and send him your wagers. <laughs> All right, Brittany, we are ready to go with our section three questions. Okay, then your question in progress or uno reverse, a business question. After nearly four years of community guidelines created under oath that banned 
images depicting human genitalia or female presenting nipples, what site currently owned by Automatic changed its rules in November 2022 to allow nudity once more, but still banning any sexually explicit images? I'm locked in. Chris is locked in. Roy, you have 30 seconds. Website, huh? <laughs> Automatic changes rules November to allow nudity. So it previously didn't allow nudity. Uh, owned by Automatic. I don't know what Automatic is. Uh, I'm just gonna... I'm gonna say Instagram. I don't know. Okay, locking Instagram. And what'd you wager here? Uh, I wagered 200 on myself, 100 against Chris. Okay, and Chris, what did you come up with? Uh, I went with Tumblr. Uh, I wagered 200 on myself and 200 on Roy. <laughs> what that is <laughs> <laughs> uh pratik or stacy did you know this one uh, i think we had a guess we were you know in the whole musk sphere of x and stuff but i just we we had another guess i don't know if you want me to actually say it or you can say it if you want well no i would like i i don't want to give away the answer i suspected it might be only fans because i don't know who owns it and i don't <laughs> think actually owned by automatic but tumblr's probably a better guess well Funnily enough, OnlyFans did try banning sexually explicit content for about two months and then realized there was no money to be made without it. Um, <laughs> but that was the two months versus like uh, four years of community guidelines that changed when Yahoo bought it. Uh, and then under the company Oath, or Yahoo bought it, sold it to Oath, and then Oath made those rules, sold it to Verizon, and Verizon sold it to Automatic. And Automatic's like, yeah, apparently nobody really uses this for anything other than posting nudes, so we're just going to let them have it back, but no sexually explicit images. It's Tumblr. Yeah, th this is uh, right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> Chris out here telling on himself. <laughs> oh, there's there's nothing that hasn't been told already. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Chris is getting that one correct. Roy did not get it correct, but Tim, how'd that affect our scores? Uh, I don't know how to say that Chris's, uh, proclivities, uh, <laughs> Chris's proclivities paid off for him, uh, instead of he paying for them, uh, it is now a 100 point lead in favor of Roy, 1100 to 1000. Okay. Uh, and your next question is, what the hell, Pat Monahan in history? Probably more due to sexism rather than a belief that their uteruses would fly out of their bodies at such high speeds as 50 miles per hour, women were initially discouraged from using which innovation first introduced in the U.S. in the early 19th century? Locked in. Chris is locked in. Roy, you've got 30 seconds to talk it out. This old familiar place. Um, 50 miles an hour. So it's that's not a bicycle. No bicycle is going fifty miles an hour. Uh, invention early nineteenth century. So it's not the car. Uh, I'm gonna go with a train. Okay, I'm going with a train. Uh, Chris, what did you go with? Uh, I went with a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stacy, do you have anything on this one? No, I think uh, Pratik and I were just chatting in our, our still our team chat, and, and I think we both came up with train and bicycle, kind of going back and forth on those. Okay, so which one of you is team train and which is team bicycle? 
I'm, I'm the bicycle. Okay, so Roy and Pratik are team train. Chris and Stacy are team bicycle. Um, so, yeah, uh, before I reveal that, let me do my job as host. Chris, what'd you wager on yourself and Roy here? I wagered 100 on myself and 100 on Roy. And Roy, how about you? I wagered 300 on myself and 200 on Chris. Okay. Well, Pat Monahan is the lead singer of a little group called Train, and by group, oh. I think it's still just one person. Nice. Um, <laughs> Uh, so this would be trains. Yeah. At, uh, when they were first introduced, there was a widespread rumor that at 50 miles an hour, a woman's uterus would eat out of her body um, because it couldn't sustain <laughs> such a high speed. Has yet? <laughs> yeah. Many times. Oh, okay. There was actually, okay. I, I forget her name, but there was a woman who, she was a journalist and she's like, yeah, I'm going to just risk this to prove it, <laughs> to prove it right or wrong. And she took the train and women were like, oh, hey, look, her uterus. It didn't fly out. That, that was a thrilling episode of Mythbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if she had been wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was like doctors were worried. And so they like. There was a thing going around saying that women were actually banned from riding trains, but as far as I could ascertain, they weren't banned, just highly discouraged. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's trains. Uh, Roy got it right. Chris did not. Team train. You may celebrate. Team bicycle. Drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but Tim, what did that do to our team scores? Well, all those points that Chris just uh, closed the gap with, he gave them right back. It's now 1,600 to 800 in favor of Roy. Okay. And your third question is, he's pretty okay in politics. Planking in a meme that went viral in 2013, 2016, and 2020, which prime minister has Nama stayed in office since being elected in 2015? He has lived in 24 Sussex Drive for his three terms, as well as two terms in the late 70s slash early 80s. All right, I'm locked in. Uh, Chris is locked in. Roy, Bruh, you have 30 I got, seconds. I got nothing. So Sussex would be England, but it's not two terms in the late 70s. Namaste. Namaste's yoga. Prime Minister. Is it like the Prime Minister of India, of which I don't know? Uh, Indira Gandhi. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Locking with Indira Gandhi. Chris, what did you come up with? Um, yeah, I had a lot of the same thought process, except I actually knew who the Prime Minister of India is, so I went with Modi. Okay, going with Modi. Um, Pratik or Stacey, did this mean anything to you? Um, it did because obviously with the Namaste, that's the first part of the question I heard and I said Modi and then I realized we don't have a Sussex drive in Delhi. So I think me and Stacey then tag teamed it a bit and we eliminated other English speaking countries by knowing that it's probably Canada and Stacey pointed out that Trudeau had a father who was also PM. So that's what our guess from this. Oh, oh man. Um, and I think realization may have just hit. Uh, Roy, what did you wager on yourself and Chris here? Uh, I definitely wagered 100 on myself in politics, and I risked 300 against Chris. And Chris, how about you? Well, that's a good, good bet. Um, I wagered 300 on myself and 300 on Roy. 
Well, uh, Stacy and Pratik got there through the right logic. And the reason Namaste is in there is one of the memes that was released was of Justin Trudeau planking, telling people to Namaste indoors during the pandemic. So it was, it was like, it was from the meme itself. Um, sorry for the misdirect. And for our listeners, the category, he's pretty okay. Okay is spelled O-K-E-H. Um, so I realize with an audio medium, you can't tell that, but there it is. Uh, this is in fact, Justin Trudeau, who is the only Canadian prime minister so far to have a father who was also a Canadian prime minister. So, and their equivalent of 10 Downing Street is 24 Sussex Drive. And leaving section three of the second half, uh, Chris pushed his points on that last one, but Roy picked up 200. We enter our final three questions with Roy leading 1,800 to 800. And your final three categories are, there is only war in Bossing Say, a literature question. At dawn, look to the east, a film question, and... I'm Greek, ergo I do it. A music question. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Tim. For, for the last time tonight, we're locked in, and let's let's get these questions going. Let's let's do that. So, your first question: There is only war in Bossing Say, a literature question. In 1984, while Winston and Julia live in Oceania, what other nation are they at war with? When Winston accepts that he loves Big Brother. Locked in. Chris is locked in. Roy, you have 30 seconds. Oh, man. I've never read this book. Um, I'm just just basing off the author. I'm just going to say it's the United Kingdom. The author being George Orwell. Going with the United Kingdom. And what do you wager on yourself and Chris here? Uh, I risk 300 on myself and 300 on Chris. And Chris, what did you lock in with and what did you wager i locked in with eurasia it's either this one or the other one which i couldn't remember at all so i went with eurasia uh i wagered 100 on myself and 100 on roy okay well uh so there were two possible answers there were three nations introduced in 1984 there was oceania eurasia and east asia was the third one at the beginning of the book Oceania is at war with Eurasia. About halfway through the book, the messages switch to they're at war with East Asia with no one being the wiser. However, in the last like paragraph of the book, when Winston accepts that he loves Big Brother, a news headline talks about the victory of Oceania over Eurasia in Africa. So they are back at war with Eurasia by the end of the book, meaning, Chris, you got that one right in Roy, wow. unfortunately. <laughs> Oceania includes the United Kingdom uh, because Winston lives in London. So, but not a bad guess knowing what you knew. Um, and if you want the sequel to 1984, I encourage you to check out Bowling for Soups 1985. <laughs> Ask Jeremy about it. He knows all of <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, and Tim, if you're not too broken, could you please let us know what happened with our scores? Well, that lucky pull from Chris closed the gap again. Uh, we, we, we're really just kind of yo-yoing uh, or, or accordioning, I guess. You know, big gaps, small gaps, big gaps, small gaps. Roy now leads by 200. It's 1,200 to 1,000. Okay. Well, in question two, at dawn, look to the east in film. 
What was the name of the Rohanian fortress where a notable battle between the Rohirrim and the Urukai took place in the Two Towers? The battle saw the first alliance of men and elves since the Second Age. I'm locked in. Roy is locked in, which means, Chris, you have 30 seconds. <sighs> All I'm thinking of is different Game of Thrones locations. Um, I'm going to go with Helm's Deep. Whatever. Okay, saying Helm's Deep. Roy, what did you lock in with? And what were your wagers? Well, this is not Game of Thrones. This is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, I also said Helm's Deep. I wasn't sure about it. I just knew that was a place where there was a battle between the Rohanian and the Urukai slash orcs. So that's what I went with. Helm's Deep. Okay. Um, and what did you wager on yourself and Chris? I wagered 200 on myself and 100 on Chris. And Chris, what did you wager on yourself and Roy? Uh, I wagered 300 on myself and 200 on Roy. Okay. Well, this uh, battle was known as the Battle of Helm's Deep, which Tim is notably <laughs> confused about because, no, it's not Game of Thrones. I actually thought you said Skyrim when you said you were coming up with locations. But, yeah, this is, in fact, the Lord of the Rings. Um, I would have also accepted Hornburg because that's the name of the inner fortress, but Helm's Deep is what I was looking for. Um, <laughs> I kept it kept it kept flashing Deepwood Mott in my head, and then I changed it at the last second and came up with the right one. Apparently, so so I'm trying to figure out how how Chris is like. I'm thinking of Game of Thrones locations. Here's the correct answer. It's not a Game of Thrones answer. It's lord of the rings but here's the correct answer i don't know how that works um, but the game is going to be very interesting heading into our final question roy has 1300 chris has 1100 and there are 800 points left on the board that seems vaguely familiar uh stacy and pratik how are you feeling in this last round just watching this unfold it's so enjoyable. <laughs> oh, I said it's fun to be on our side and the audience, but yeah, I, I think based on that last question, I think we've never been happier to be in the audience. So. <laughs> it's, it's great when the pressure's off, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When the pressure's off, we still don't know anything. Well, here's your, uh, here's your last question of the game, and it's still anyone's game. I'm Greek, ergo, I do it in music. Fifth Harmony says you can do it from home. Britney Spears says you better do it if you want a hot body or a sports car. And Rihanna says to do it seven times. What is it? I'm locked in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I heard locked in from both at the same time. So, Tim, talk this one out. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Um... <laughs> Uh, Chris, what did you say and what were your wagers? Uh, you better work. Um, yeah, so I uh, wagered 200 myself and 300 on Roy. Okay, and Roy, you locked in at the same time, but what'd you say and what'd you wager? Uh, I also said work, because I know Rihanna goes, wah, 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 and then she sort of trails off at the end there. But uh, yes, I said work, and I risked 100 on myself and 200 against. Okay, well... Uh... Uh, Tim, did you know this one? Uh, I'd have gotten there. Um, I didn't 
look this one too closely when you read it because I mean there were so many ends, but I'd have gotten there. Okay. Well, yeah, uh like Chris said, you better work. Uh Fifth Harmony does say you can work from home. And Rihanna, as Roy said, it says work, 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 work. Uh seven times. Uh it is in fact work. And also the word ergo means work. Yeah. So I saw that as well. <laughs> I'm Greek, ergo, I do, I do it, so. Well, that leads to an anticlimactic final. Uh, both teams are going to lose 100 points. Uh, Roy is going to finish with 1,200, and Chris will finish with 1,000. Nice work. Uh, then I guess, Roy, that makes you our best frenemy for the week. You will be invited back to our tournament of frenemies that is coming up. Um really exciting. But before you go for tonight, we would like to give you a chance to plug anything you'd like to. Uh, shout out to my wife, who thinks I'm uh, buying groceries right now. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to thank her for taking care of my daughter, who started screaming randomly in the middle of this. So shout out to wife Adir. Um, and Jeopardy powers that be, call me back. Okay. <laughs> Fingers crossed for you, my friend. Uh, Chris, maybe familiar to you, uh, coming in second for the second time, but you yeah. are a runner up and you will have a special role in the tournament of frenemies that we will talk to you about later. Okay. Um, but are there any shout outs you would like to do? Um, all right, let's shout out Jay again. Uh, let's sign up for WTF cause it's a good service, uh, better than learning league. Um, go to patreon.com slash liquid courage, courage with a K because branding's important. Um, yeah, that's it. A valued shout out. And uh, I think we've now coined the phrase. It wouldn't be a frenemy episode if someone didn't shout out Jay, um, which is wonderful because she does a lot of great work and absolutely sign up for WTF. Uh, Stacy and Pratik, thank you for sticking around uh and hanging out with us in the second half and also wonderful work in the first half uh honestly that last question could have gone either way but stacy is there anything you would like to shout out i'll just second you online trivia resources jay in particular i mean that's kind of how a lot of us have met one another is through uh online trivia during the pandemic and beyond now and so that and and be good to one another, or don't be a dick, as uh, as uh, Will Wheaton would say. It's <laughs> totally fair. I always uh, appreciate a good Wheaton's Law shout out. And uh, Pratik, anything you would like to shout out? Um, yeah, I'd like to shout out my favorite podcast. Um, what's it called again? <laughs> uh, it's but called yeah. Frenemy Trivia. So yeah, go subscribe to uh, Frenemy Trivia. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm sure you already do. And now I have nothing else to actually shout out. I'm sure everyone listening here probably knows what a frenemy trivia is. You know, there's a good chance that they know. Um, but yeah, and before I go through our end of things, shout out, uh, Stacy brought up a good point that I meant to talk about in the intro. Uh, yeah, we, the players tonight and myself on occasion when I'm able to are all members of a community called the Prog Champs. Uh, they're a fantastic community, uh, 
kind of spearheaded by prog underscore me on twitch so that's twitch.tv slash prog underscore me he does crossword streams on saturday and that's how a lot of us met um i think stacy dragged a bunch of them over to liquid courage and uh they are a wonderful community <laughs> and yeah so if if you're looking for a cool online community to check out check out the prog champs as well as liquid courage but uh tim how are you feeling after tonight and is there anything special you would like to shout out no, I don't have anything to shout out, but this was a fun game. You guys were a great crowd. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, Christian, maybe the next time you'll win. <laughs> maybe. Uh, you can't win if I write the questions. You can't win if Brittany writes the questions. I guess we'll have to pull somebody else in. <laughs> I'll write the questions. <laughs> Guest host. <laughs> I mean, that's the next step, really. <laughs> um, but that, yeah, what Tim said, this is an absolute blast. You're all welcome back anytime. I hope you had a good time um, playing, wagering, cursing us out silently in your minds or not so yeah. silently. If there's in your another chest. Ginsburg question in the tournament of frenemies. I, I quit. I'm walking out. <laughs> I mean, hopefully by the time you, they call you back, we have a new Final Jeopardy on you to meme. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that is going to do it for us here at Frenemy Trivia. Make sure to follow us at Frenemy Trivia on Instagram and X, I guess. Uh, you can also find our sister shows, The Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology on your favorite podcast app. Uh Join our Discord, our Facebook group, uh, any other ways to find us by going to our website at ptebb.com. That will also give you a link to our Patreon at patreon.com slash ptebb. If you can afford to support us there, we would greatly appreciate it. But if you can't, uh, we completely understand. Uh, But you can still support us by subscribing and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast app or your least favorite podcast app because we're there too. Or on your least favorite podcast app, because we're there too. If you're interested in being on our show, you can apply at ptebb.com slash appearance request. So for Frenemy Trivia, I've been Brittany. I've been Tim. I've been Chris. I've been Fatigue. I've been Stacy. I've been and still am Roy. And we will see you next week.